Glory to Jesus Christ, Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their history, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is the story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by the iconography of Father Thomas J. Loya. Father Loya's iconography for your prayer and home devotion may be obtained by going to MorningstarBooksAndGifts.com That's MorningstarBooksAndGifts.com Then click on the Art and Decorative link and click on Icons in the drop-down or call 630-629-1720 Morningstar Books and Gifts 28 West St. Charles Street, Lombard, Illinois And by EasternChristianMedia.com A multimedia portal for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's EasternChristianMedia.com Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Lawyer, your host. On the Sunday prior to Christmas and in the Byzantine liturgical calendar, this Sunday, similar to last Sunday, we look at the genealogy of Christ. In other words, Christ's patrimony. Last week, it was a patrimony that focused a lot on the patriarchs. In other words, those that came way early on in the Bible, because this shows how God revealed his plan of salvation in advance through the prophets and then through the law. Now, today we go one step further and we talk about the ancestry of Christ. In fact, we read this magnificent genealogy of Christ from Matthew's gospel. But in doing so, we, of course, have special prayers, liturgical text that commemorate the theme today, such as this. Today, we celebrate the ancestors of Christ. Sing with fervor a hymn of praise to Christ the Savior who exalt them among all nations. He is the Lord who does wondrous deeds because he is powerful and mighty. From them he brought forth a royal scepter, the immaculate maiden of God and Virgin Mary. From her, Christ our God came forth to give life and eternal salvation to all. And then listen to this one, how it refers to the many passages and names of the Old Testament. Come, O lovers of the feast, let us sing a hymn of praise to the assembly of the forefathers, Adam, the father of human race, Enoch, Noah, Melchizedek, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Let us honor those who came after the law, Moses, Aaron, Joshua, Samuel, and David, together with Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel, Daniel, and the twelve minor prophets, likewise Elijah, Elisha, and all the others, also Zechariah and the Baptist, and all those who preached Christ the life and the resurrection of our race. So you see how scriptural the liturgy is, how scriptural our church is, and in this Sunday before Christmas, as we look at the patrimony of Christ, our eyes are turned, and as we approach Christmas, our eyes are turned to the land of those people. In other words, the land of the Bible, which, as we approach this time of Christmas, our focus is on the land where these great names came from, the biblical lands of the Middle East, which, as we approach this season of peace on earth, once again, are a place in which there is unrest and injustice. In fact, recently, a memo came out, and it said this. This is from the American Mesopotamian Organization and also the Iraqi Christian Relief Council. 
The vulnerable Christian Assyrian nation, also known as Chaldean and Syriac, the indigenous people of the land, have yet again come under fire in Iraq. Thousands of Kurdish Muslim men took to the streets after a Fatah religious decree was issued by a Muslim cleric at a Friday prayer. The Fatah ordered the Islamists to assault those who violate the Sharia law. Numerous Christian businesses were destroyed by fire as the criminals stood by watching, congratulating one another for their supposed victory. Videos shot by bystanders show men chanting, Allah o Akbar, God is great, as they approached Christian stores. These crimes against humanity created a renewed fear in the hearts of a community which has been reduced from 1.4 million prior to 2003 to currently a mere 600,000. To give us more insight into this lack of peace on earth, especially for Christians, unfortunately, in, the, in their own homeland, their land of their patrimony, their biblical homeland, our good friend, Juliana Tamarazzi from the Iraqi Christian Relief Council. Welcome, Juliana, to Light of the East. Thank you, Father Tom, for having me on again. So what I read was accurate. There was this, once again, this attack upon Christian businesses and people that happened recently. That is correct, yes, um, absolutely. Unfortunately, it all started as of uh, Friday afternoon when a cleric mentioned to his congregation that uh, we should be against all that is against Sharia. And although he's uh, claiming that he did not say that, all he said was that uh, there's a massage parlor in this city of Zahol, which is located on the border of Kurdistan and Turkey, that this massage parlor could be doing some things that are against Sharia law. And uh, right at that time, one of the congregation members stood up and said that we should attack and destroy everything that is that is against Sharia. And in turn, what the cleric said to him was, if you leave the prayer uh, before it has ended, if you leave the prayer service, your prayers will not be answered. But he did not denounce any acts that were to come, uh, even though this man that stood up in the crowd clearly threatened non-Muslim, non-Islamic businesses. So right after that, thousands, Father Tom, thousands of Muslim mobs took to the streets and destroyed over 20 Christian stores that were liquor stores. They attacked three to four hotels. They have stoned the church, and they absolutely destroyed that massage parlor. Now, uh, a couple of these businesses were owned by Yazidis, who are also a minority in Iraq, but majority were uh, against Christians, and today there is news that, and I read it on the internet, uh, and I saw it with my own eyes, a letter of threat that was uh, placed on these Christian stores that if you decide to reopen them, we will kill the owners. Now, this is happening in what part of Iraq? It is in the Kurdistan region, in the Kurdish region, in the northern part, which ironically used to be called the safe zone for Christians mm. when they used to escape Baghdad and Basra. And now they, the attacks have begun, have begun there as well. I want to read from another, another memo that I got on this subject from the American Mesopotamian Organization, Incorporated, and also the Iraqi Christian Relief Council. In the KRG, and Juliana, tell us what the KRG stands for. Uh, KRG is Kurdistan Regional Government, who is spearheaded by Masoud Barzani, who is uh, condemning these attacks, and he's blaming the Islamic Union. And the Islamic Union is blaming KRG, so it's an infighting right there. In the KRG today, the greatest source of minority insecurity has been impunity. Since the creation of the no-fly zone covering the KRG in 1991 and the creation of a de facto government, crimes committed against minorities with impunity have been accumulating. 
The most serious of these crimes include murder and rape at the individual level and land theft at the communal level. For over 20 years, Christian Assyrians have been assassinated, murdered, women have been raped and sometimes murdered, and whole villages have been illegally seized and made the property of Muslim Kurds, often with government sanction. So there is a problem there with the KRG actually getting control of this. Yes, KRG has committed multiple crimes that the Western world has uh, turned a blind eye to. And one of them, which you just read, a lot of Assyrians, as you know, Father Tom, Nineveh is the land where Assyrians have lived for thousands of years, and this is our ancestral homeland. And uh, since the volatility has begun in Iraq, many have fled that area, but since 2003, many have gone back to reclaim their homeland. Their not homeland, but these these lands with with proof that this is theirs with their deed. And uh, the government is not is ignoring them, and they're not giving back the land. Many have uh, many women individually, not not in, you know collectively, if you will, but individually, many women have been raped. Uh, many have been assaulted, and all these crimes have gone unnoticed. You know, Juliana, our listeners may wonder why this close to Christmas, why we're talking about such a depressing subject in a sense, but I can't help but be very mindful of the story surrounding Christ's birth, not just the beauty of the newborn Messiah in the manger with the Virgin Mary and Joseph and so on, the angels singing, but also the slaughter of the innocents, that when Christ came into this world, it also divided the world. He was the prince of peace, but at the same time there were those who were not of peace, who sought to kill him and disrupt that peace. And I think this is just so, in a sense, providential that we're looking at this, in fact, these few days before Christmas itself, because it makes us ever mindful of the need to pray for peace, to work for peace, and to be people of the charity and compassion that Christ came into the world to teach us and to model for us. So, in one sense, all the more reason to keep before our eyes this contrast that the world does have darkness, and Christ is the light into the world of that darkness, as we see, especially in the Byzantine icons. We see Jesus there in the caves, surrounded by this darkness, and there's this light slashing through the middle of that cave, striking Jesus. That's the light from the star. And this is symbolic in the icons of Christ coming in the darkness. We do not take away the darkness. The darkness is still in that icon, but the light of Christ comes into that darkness. And this is what we're seeing. We're living that event, that event of 2,000 years ago. We're still living it today in those same lands in the Middle East. And I think that it's, it's very important that we're mindful of this as we approach Christmas, so that we approach Christmas not just in a sentimental way, but in a way that really sees and lives what Christmas is about, that we need a Prince of Peace to come into this world. And people of faith were persecuted. The, sl- the slaughter of the innocents happened. Well, so too are the slaughter and the persecution of innocents in this country of Iraq, this biblical country, is happening even today. Juliana, yes. when, when we return, we're going to talk more about the effects and what you're looking for in your with your organization, what you're going to ask our listeners to try to do in a spirit of charity regarding this issue of persecution in Iraq. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the Eastern lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support in order to keep Light of the East on the air. You can make a donation now by going to ByzantineCatholic.com. That's ByzantineCatholic.com. Click on the radio button and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, 
we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. Listening to the choirs of Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish under the direction of Timothy Woods in Homer Glen, Illinois. This is the music you hear on Light of the East and is sung during the Sacred Liturgy at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish. To find out how you can obtain a copy of the Theosis CD, call 708-645-0241. That's 708-645-0241. The Choirs of Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church, Theosis CD. And may God grant you... You're listening to Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. The Tabor Life Institute, which is dedicated to the formation and education in the theology of the body. To find out more about the Tabor Life Institute, you can go to taborlife.org. That's taborlife.org. Especially if you're interested in conferences and retreats, in particular for youth, young adults, and also for those of you who speak Spanish. That's taborlife.org. Welcome back to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya, your host and our guest. Once again, our great friend, Juliana Tamarazzi from the Iraqi Christian Relief Council, who works to help Christians in the war-torn areas and the aftermath of war in the area of the Middle East, in particular Iraq. And Juliana, we were talking about this, especially as we approach Christmas. It's unfortunate, but again, at the same time, it brings us right into that biblical experience, that contrast of dark and light, of peace and war, of love and hate, of persecution and liberation and redemption. And as we do so, we're mindful of this horrific suffering by the Christians there. And what what is their reaction to this injustice? When we talk to those that are left behind in Iraq, they say, we try to emulate Christ. We do not want to fight. We are people of the peace. That's why we don't form militias. That's, that's why we don't strike back. And really, all we want to do is to be Iraqis and live here. I mean, these people are Assyrians and Chaldeans that have lived there for thousands of years. And unfortunately, they have been reduced and to be called only minorities there. And that is heartbreaking for me as an Assyrian who witnesses all these atrocities and the world, world powers are remaining silent. But we, as one body of Christ, do not have to remain silent. I firmly believe we have to come to the aid of these people. We have to do whatever we can, because in the Judgment Day, I personally don't want to stand in front of God and say, I didn't do everything I could to to save other Christians. You know, Juliana, there's basically two levels of assistance that listeners can participate in. And One of those is also to help your organization bring about justice, bring about justice and and protection and vigilance 
for what's happening over there for the Christians. And in fact, the organizations that are concerned about this, such as yours, are asking for several things. Uh, there's a ba- I have a list of several things they're asking for. They're asking international observers, both governmental and non-governmental, to call for swift governmental action to prevent any further attacks in the short term and to require a transparent, well-resourced investigation into the violence. Because it, it's being shielded. We don't see this on TV. We certainly don't see it in, in it with the comprehensiveness that you bring to this, uh, to this situation. Also, they want to capture and fully prosecute all who are involved in these atrocities. A full report into how this was allowed to happen and governmental measures to prevent its recurrence. Also, measures of redress for the victims. The creation of a long-term policy to bring justice to the long list of serious crimes committed with impunity in order to begin building the confidence of non-Muslim minorities in the KRG that they are not just window dressing for toleration in the KRG and possess equal rights alongside their Muslim Kurdish neighbors. And finally, the U.S. Congress and the Obama administration is to put an indefinite freeze on all funds allotted to the Kurdistan regional government until a full investigation has been completed and the perpetrators of these dreadful acts are brought to justice. Is that a pretty complete list of what you're looking for? It is, Father Tom, and that's written in the memo that we have issued. But uh, for your listeners, there are very simple things that we're asking. Number one is for them to pray, because with power of prayer, we can move mountains. The second thing is for your listeners to visit our website, iraqichristianrelief.org, and there they will see three videos of these incidents that happened starting Friday, which had gone on for almost three days, the burning of the stores and attacking uh, attacking businesses that are Christian-owned. And also there is a petition there that they can sign to help protect. They, de- they can demand protection for the Assyrian Christians in Iraq. It's very simple. They can put their zip code in there, and send a strong message. Be the voice of those brothers and sisters who are in Iraq. And the other thing is, because these people now may be displaced, they will need monetary assistance. And my organization's role has been to gather funds and send it for food, shelter, and medicine, which we have done so. There are quite a few pictures that your listeners can see on our website, what we have done so far with the money in Iraq. And as well as we help those that come here with either finding them a job or helping them with with uh, rent or food uh, and et cetera. So the money that you give, we're all volunteers, and the money that you give it goes to a very good cause, causes that we that must be supported by all Christians. And that was the second level that I was talking about. There was two levels. One, on the political level, we have to bring pressure to bear upon the government there. And also on the very human level, just simply helping these poor people who are displaced. And many of them are coming to America, aren't they, uh, Juliana? Yes. Since 2007-2008, a great influx of refugees have been coming to the States. majority of them are residing in the Chicagoland area in Arizona and in California, as well as the many Chaldeans go to Michigan. And uh, in my interaction with them, there are many who who are encouraged when they come here, they want to live a better life, and there are many who are absolutely traumatized after living in, for years in refugee camps. Father Tom, there are about 4 million Assyrian Christians throughout the world, and I can tell you every one of us has been affected by these atrocities starting in 2003 in Iraq. Uh, either we have lo- we have lost family members there, or we have had friends who have lost family members there. Just think about it: four million of us, the entire nation, every one of us is affected by these atrocities. And the when when there is tension between Islamic Union branches in the north and the KRG, who's affected? The Christians are affected. 
when the Shiites and Sunnis are fighting, we are pummeled in the in Basra and Baghdad. So it is our responsibility in the West to help them in the East. And also another spinoff of, of this war-torn area, the persecutions, is that many of these refugees have not made it to America, but they were taken by force or had to flee to areas like Syria. And, and many of them, especially the, the, the young ladies, put into prostitution. Isn't that true? It is true. Unfortunately, many, uh, there were a few, actually. Not many, I should say. But there were a few women who had been forced by their Muslim neighbors into prostitution. Uh, because the government of uh, Syria were not helping to put food on the table for these people. So the families were turning to the West for help from their family members. And there were a few that were brought into prostitution at a very young age by their uh, Muslim neighbors. So it is not just the killing, but it is the killing of a nation by killing the morale and killing of the education of the youngsters that is detrimental to our nation. Juliana, are there some people in our government of America, you know, our senators or congressmen who have been helping out in this situation? Maybe we need to support them and give them a little thank you and encouragement. Absolutely. Uh, I can name you quite a few of them. Uh, Congressman Wolf of Virginia, Senator Mark Kirk of Illinois, Senator Levin of Michigan, Congresswoman Issue in California, uh, Congressman Trent Franks in Arizona have been all such a driving force for our cause. It has been fantastic to work with them. However, the bureaucracy moves very slow. Because of bureaucracy, the process moves very slowly, and not adequate policies have been created to protect the Christians. So we go to D.C. often to uh, our AMO, American Mesopotamian Organization, is our lobby partner organization that goes to Washington often. But we cannot do it without the constituents of these of these state representatives. That's why we need our American brothers and sisters to hear our plea by signing those, the petition that is on our website, IraqiChristianRelief.org. They can be a strong voice for us. Juliana, can listeners write to you or get to you directly from this website? Because what I'm driving at is this. Your story needs to get out there, even beyond our own program like these, although we're doing the best we can. But it needs to get out there. And perhaps there's listeners out there who may have connections in other levels of media and other places. And and may, perhaps if they do, they may want to contact you and open some doors for you to get your message out, even beyond our own program. That would be phenomenal. Father Tom, you, you have been such a strong support for us. But the, the uh, emails that we receive, our members, our volunteers receive them, and m- many of them I myself open and answer personally. Uh, we travel throughout the country. We minister to different churches and even synagogues if we're invited. We partner up with organizations such as um, Knights of Columbus if they have called us. They have called us uh, before in Illinois, and we've partnered with them. Yes, absolutely. If uh, you, your, the listeners, have any contacts, in the media, please let us know, on TV, on radio, as well as in print. Um, we, we are willing and able to travel anywhere in the country to raise the awareness about what is happening to these individuals. You know, it is not only a Christian issue, Father Tom, it is the humanity right. that has been just uh, abused after uh, year after year, and no one has done much to fight it. I'm talking people in power. It's a human rights issue, as we say. You know, not only for Christians, well, that's bad enough, but certainly just humanity itself. This is inhumane. This is wrong. 
and there is something we all have to do. First and foremost, of course, we, we can pray, but we also have to be made aware. So I'm glad that people have listened to our program, especially on this Sunday as we approach this week of the coming of the Prince of Peace. And we know that we need that Prince of Peace more than ever in our world, that this event of Christmas, the incarnation of God in the flesh, is not something that just was a history lesson 2,000 years ago with a lot of sentiment to it. This is something that is as relevant then as it is now. It's sort of an ongoing event. The Prince of Peace comes into the darkness of war and a persecution of sin even to this day until the end of time. And so we need people's awareness. We need their prayers. We need your involvement. And also, I want to thank you, Juliana, for making us aware. And I hope you will have, in spite of it all, a most blessed and peaceful Christmas season, as well as all of you who are listening to us here at Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya. Thank you for listening on Light of the East. Would you like to hear this Light of the East program again? Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya. Or hear Father Loya's companion program, A Body of Truth. Just visit the radio page at byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com. Or hear it again for the first time. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the light of the East. To find out more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue this program with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount would be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East 14610. Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610, Will Cook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K, Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God bless you and grant you many happy years. (laughs) 